The Indiana Hoosiers have offered another top 15 recruit in the 2024 class. We'll talk about Liam McNeely and what he could bring to Indiana, as well as looking at Rob Finnessy's final two teams, where he could go before another season recap, this time on Race Thompson, all in today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, April 13th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily source for everything IU athletics, whether it's news, analysis, previews, recaps on everything going on around Indiana University. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Brood. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers part of your day, specifically your first listen every day. Just a reminder, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where we premiere the episodes there at 7 a.m. every day. Those that watch on YouTube, it looks like we're in 2022 now. I have a new camera. I have some new lighting. Uh, I actually look like I am podcasting in 2022 and not 2002. So be sure to head on over there and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have not already. Before we dive into anything else, just a reminder to subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts at. And be sure to follow us on Twitter as well at LO underscore Hoosiers. There's uh, not a ton to talk about when it comes to news today. Things are dying down a little bit while we wait on some big decisions from Race Thompson, from Trace Jackson Davis, from Malik Renault. All will have big impacts on the Hoosiers. But Rob Finnessy uh, is down to his final two teams. Uh, as he entered the transfer portal, left Bloomington. Butler and Cincinnati are the two teams left vying for his services. Uh, the Butler connection is obvious with Thad Mata having just taken over there. Uh, also, I mean, he's an Indiana guy, Fennessy is. So it would make sense that he would want to stay in the area. But it's not like Cincinnati is terribly far away either. Uh if I had an ideal scenario, it would be that he commits to Butler. Uh, IU schedules a home and home with them with the Crossroads Classic now uh, no longer a thing. Schedule a home and home, play the first game in Bloomington, let Rob Finnessy get the reception from the Assembly Hall crowd that he absolutely deserves. Uh, the reception that he didn't necessarily get uh, after entering the transfer portal. So that'd be a fun fun way to have him come back to Bloomington and get some love from the fans in general. I'd just be okay with a, a home and home with Bloomington or with Butler, excuse me. Um, seeing IU and Hinkle Fieldhouse would be fun. Um, or perhaps they uh, schedule a game at Gamebridge Fieldhouse as well. So a lot of variations you could do there, but I'd be interested in a Butler series uh, starting next season. The bigger news of late, uh, IU has offered Liam McNeely. Uh, he is the number 13 prospect in 247 Sports um, composite ra uh, rankings for 2024. Uh, he is a 6'7 power forward, 
obviously a five-star recruit. Uh, the scouting report, the most recent one, was back in January of 2021. Gives you a little bit of an idea of what type of player he is. Uh, this is from Brandon Jenkins at 247 Sports. McNeely is as versatile as they come in the 2024 class. He has the handle and feel to initiate on or initiate an offense through pressure, and with his textbook shooting stroke, he has a capability to be a knockdown three-point shooter at a high level. But the best area of his game is his passing, as his vision is way above average, and his and he is willing to find the open man. He's unselfish to a fault, but his aggression as a scorer will come as he gains more confidence in his game. McNeely is an extremely is an extreme talent with a high IQ who is only just beginning to get into his upside. Uh, the comparison was to Kyle Singler. Give you a little bit of an idea. Kyle Singler was a uh, Final Four most outstanding player, so certainly someone that every program in the country would love. Indiana offered him recently, I believe it was uh, early this week or, or over the weekend, the the recruiting period has opened up. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I have every recruiting uh, window memorized and know exactly what's going on. I just know there is a recruiting window open right now. Coaches are all over the place watching AAU tournaments. And IU was in person watching McNeely. They offered him. Um, he kind of gave an evaluation of his own as to his play style. He says, I played guard a lot. Uh, as you saw for during the game that, that Peegs from 247 Sports was in attendance. But I would describe myself as a point forward. That's what I go by. Talked a little bit about Indiana. Uh, he said that Indiana is a great basketball state, and Indiana University is obviously a big part of that. I mean, it's a great accomplishment, and I'm very, very excited about being offered. Um the story on this came out on Monday, so I believe he was offered over the weekend. Uh, interesting for the Hoosiers, who um, don't have uh, – they don't really – nobody in the 2024 class has committed, so it's hard to project that far out. Uh, I say that there are actually some people that have committed, but um, nobody inside the top 40. So – um, it is interesting to see the type of players that it seems like Mike Woodson is targeting. It's a lot of these six, seven, six, eight wing forwards, point forwards seems very modern. And, um, it's not a surprise considering Mike Woodson has experience in the NBA. He knows what it kind of takes to win like that, getting a lot of those types of players. Um, so We've seen it with not that these guys are necessarily six seven, but just wings with CJ Gunn, Caleb Banks. Jafina's a little bit smaller, but he's a bigger guard. Um, Liam McNeely is a six seven forward. I'm sure there's guys I'm forgetting, but uh, Malik Renault potentially. These are all the same kind of type of build, just these big athletic wings uh, that you can kind of mold into a lot of different ways. So. Intriguing to see the type of players that it seems like the Hoosiers are targeting to some degree. Obviously, they also have the Gabe Cups uh, that have committed as well. The guards, you still need those. But it seems like the Hoosiers are targeting these types of 6-7 uh, wings. And be interesting to see if that's a trend that continues 
uh, down the line. That is all for the news. We're going to dive into Race Thompson's season. It was a interesting one, started really high, um, finished kind of quietly. We'll look at why he wasn't able to make quite as much of an impact down the stretch. But you guys know this is the time of year that everybody is just giving up on their New Year's resolutions. Not this year, though, because Built Bar, they're so good. It doesn't even taste like you're eating a protein bar. It doesn't even feel like a resolution. It feels like you're cheating on your New Year's resolutions. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high-protein. You can replace your candy bars with these. They are better. Uh, you can compare them to a typical candy bar. They're going to be healthier for you because they're high in protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, low in carbs. Compare uh, their 130 calories, their 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein to any other regular candy bar, and it's going to be better for you. Best part is how great they taste. That's their motto. Their mission at Built Bar is to make it taste good, then figure out how to make it healthy for you. I don't know how they do it, but it keeps working. They have your mint brownies, your coconuts, your raspberries, your cookies and cream. They're always coming up with limited time flavors as well. So be sure you guys are checking out over at built.com. When you head on over there, you find what you guys want. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. It's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Now for a big announcement. Starting April Thursday, April 28th, tune into the Locked on NFL Drafts live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. For those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked, on, or Locked on's NFL Mock Draft special hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. It'll be up all week leading up to the first pick. You can catch that Locked On NFL Draft live over at the Locked On Dra NFL Draft YouTube page. The Odyssey NFL Mock Draft will be on the Odyssey and Locked On NFL podcast feeds. Uh, Locked On NFL Draft live will start at 7 p.m. on the 28th. 6.30 on the 29th, and 11.30 on the 30th. All those are Eastern times. That mock draft will run the 18th through the 22nd, and then on the 25th. They got they have you guys completely prepared for the NFL draft. So be sure you guys check that out as we are a couple weeks away now from the draft and exciting times for all the NFL teams. An exciting start to the season. And really an exciting season overall for Race Thompson this year, who uh, finished the season averaging a career high in points, a career high in rebounds, um, marginally a career high in minutes played per game, uh, though he played in more games and more minutes just in sheer total than he ever had, shot the best he's ever shot from the field, uh, hit the most three-pointers he's ever made. So just across the board, it was a banner season for Race Thompson. Um, but it felt like maybe maybe we're being a little too harsh. Felt like he kind of faded out a little bit down the stretch. Uh, early in the year, he was a huge part of this team. Uh, you look at statistically in um, 
10 of the first, or excuse me, eight of the first 12 games, uh, he scored in double figures, pretty much leading up through the entirety of non-conference play. He was a, a regular threat for this team, uh, 10.9 points per game in non-conference play. Uh, he was him. He and Trace had a partnership, a connection, a chemistry that uh, was noticeable and hard for teams to defend. Uh, at least in non-conference play, they knew where each other was going to be, and uh, it worked really well. Race had 17 points and 12 rebounds in that game against Syracuse. 15 points in that big win early in the year over St. John's, but. Uh, and even through kind of the beginnings of Big Ten play, he was still effective. I mean, you look, his two best scoring, uh, two of his best scoring nights were back-to-back games against Penn State and Maryland, two really big victories. Two victories where it felt like IU had turned the corner. He has 18.6 rebounds against Penn State, and then an 18.12 rebound double-double at Maryland in that blowout win. But especially late in the season, I don't know, maybe maybe this is just kind of how I'm thinking it because the stats don't necessarily bear it out. But as the Hoosiers went to more of this pick and roll with Xavier Johnson and Trace Jackson Davis to kind of counter the fact that they were really post-up heavy, defenses were sagging off on that. Uh, it really hurt Trace. It really hurt race down the stretch. And that's um, I think what led to a lot of those close losses as the Hoosiers went to more pick and roll with Xavier and Trace, it, it kind of left race in this spot where it was hard for him to, to find his place on the court because you want to clear things out, spread the floor out and let Xavier and Trace run that pick and roll, force defenses to react. And then you can go off from there, uh, which means a lot of times it felt like uh, race had to flare out to the three-point line and it was he improved from there this season but I wouldn't call it a strength necessarily uh, he still over the last 17 games shot 40 percent from three on almost two attempts per game uh, especially um, that Illinois game in the tournament knocked down a pair of huge threes so maybe it was less that he became less effective and it just kind of changed how he played uh, because like I said, the stats don't necessarily bear out a whole bit, whole, whole big difference over the last 17 games. He averaged 11.3 points, which is right on his average. He was 50% from the field, uh, 40%, like we said from three. So he was still really efficient, but it felt like a, a quieter impact on a lot of nights. Um, even though, uh, he was he hit some important shots. He had some important moments. 19 points in that win over Maryland, um, and a couple of big threes in that game against Illinois on the road against Purdue. Nine points and ten rebounds. He was really important in that game, and he had moments like that. But um, I don't know. It, it felt like when we talk a lot about square pegs and round holes with this team that we've kind of talked about all season, ideally what you would want um, if you're going to run that pick and roll offense is three shooters around Xavier and Trace. And race kind of had to become that. And it wasn't ideal, but he made it work. Uh, and if nothing else, he was a really good 
really experienced player who made some plays when Trace wasn't on the floor, gave the team um, an option when Trace wasn't on the floor, and a lot of his scoring, I thought, came during those moments as well, but finished the season with a bit of a whimper over the last um, six games of the season. He only averaged seven points. He only scored seven total points in the two tournament games, went three of 15 from the field, uh, really, really struggled when the when the competition really kicked up, uh, teams really schemed him out of the game, uh, forced him out to the three point line. And, and he just struggled in general. He had 11 rebounds in those games, but it wasn't his prettiest outing. So, um, I don't want to be too harsh on him. Like race was incredible this year and he was a huge reason why IU was as successful as they were. I mean, we again, we're going to keep harping when we look back on this season, but every win Indiana got was necessary, and he was a big factor in a lot of those wins. So uh, it's probably a little harsh how I'm kind of talking about his season because overall it was a really strong season. It was a career-best season, uh, and, and I'm probably looking at it a little bit too much through what could have been or maybe what should have been than what he was. And he was really, really effective this year, but there are some questions now. He hasn't made his decision yet. As we record this with our luck, he'll probably do it Monday morning, but we're going to look at kind of both situations. If he stays and if he goes, what he might need to do to find a, a bigger role next season or how the Hoosiers might replace him if he leaves as well. But with ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts chain store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? And plus, you got to wait in line behind a counter for, just to get up there for them to tell you after they look on their computer that the part isn't available. Skip that whole process. Just log on yourself to rockauto.com. It saves you time. It saves you money when using Rock Auto. You don't have to spend or on those big markup fees either, whether it's 30, 50, 100% for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Get the part yourself. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So... This is kind of a two-part when uh, kind of looking forward as we do in our last segment of these recaps. If he returns, we'll start there. Because ultimately, as much as it may have sounded like as I talked that last uh, section, I do want him to return. It would make things a little crowded, but you want talented players on the team. Get the talent, figure out the fit later. And I want him to return to the team. Um. We just talked about he's coming off a career year. Obviously, things are clicking for him. And I want that experience. That chemistry still exists between him and Trace. Uh, it may not have been as evident in the second half of the season, 
but it still exists. And I want that. I want to see those two still playing together. Um, that's obviously making an assumption that Trace comes back as well. If Trace leaves, you absolutely need Race Thompson to be around. Uh, I certainly didn't talk enough about how good he was defensively throughout the year as well, taking on a number of those talented forwards throughout the season and um, locking them down at times. So he's a huge weapon for this team defensively. As much as we talked about uh, Trace becoming a great rim protector, Race was a very versatile defender that had a lot of success as well. So all those are reasons that you want him back. He would still be, I think, in the starting lineup if he came back. He would still be an asset to this team and somebody that Mike Woodson has relied on and can rely on, playing 28 and a half minutes per game last season, played in all 35 games. So he's somebody that uh, only Trace played more minutes than. So somebody you can rely upon on the court. If he leaves, it's going to create an opening that there are a number of ways you could fill. I think the most obvious one would be Jordan Geronimo, who really stepped up in the tournament games where race struggled. Jordan Geronimo played really, really well in those games. And if race were to leave, I think Geronimo would step directly into that starting spot. It would be interesting to see because I've bang the drum consistently that I, I think Miller cop is best served as a four. And if race Thompson leaves, perhaps that opens up the floor a little bit more and um, takes away declutters, maybe the rotation in the front court. Maybe there are minutes to be had for Miller cop at the four, but if he leaves, there are a couple players, Geronimo chief among them that could step in. I mean, there's a, a not, unrealistic scenario where race leaves where trace declares for the draft and Malik Renault doesn't pick Indiana and suddenly the Hoosiers just have no bigs. So in that sense, right now we kind of need race to come back just for some security in that front court of some sort, because right now there is it's Jordan Geronimo and Logan Duncan that we talked about on Monday. And with all due respect to Logan Duncan, he just didn't play last season. And there's probably a reason why. So, um, it would be nice to see uh, race back one more time. Uh, he was, I, again, I was probably too harsh on him when kind of talking about a season. He's one of my favorite Hoosiers to watch. Like I, I, I didn't want his career to end the way it did against St. Mary's. I want him back, but, um, and the Hoosiers very well might need him back. If Trace leaves, like they absolutely need him back. So it'll be interesting to see what his decision will be if it in any way i don't think it'll be tied to traces mainly because traces decision is going to carry out as we said through may those two are really close roommates obviously as you heard in basically every broadcast this season so uh i don't know that you can read a lot into his decision tying into traces or anything like that but i would love to see him back one more time one more year in bloomington I'll miss him if he leaves, whether it's to transfer, whether it's to end his college basketball career. But um, either way, it was a really successful season and one that was a lot of fun to watch. It was really fun to see him and Trace building that chemistry and showing it on the court um, when teams would double or defenses would focus on Trace. Race seemed to always know where the gap was, where the hole was. 
in the defense and slide in there to get the open dunk, the open layup, things like that. That was always fun to see between those two. So hopefully we'll be able to see it one more time, one more year in Bloomington. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to go back to the women's side where we will be recapping Keandra Brown's season. Uh, It was a big season for her. She stepped up when Mackenzie Holmes went down, and she figures to have another big role moving forward. So we'll talk about that in tomorrow's episode. Now, make your second listen, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. Those guys bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate all the love. Again, I can't say it enough. YouTube's blowing up right now, and I love you guys for that, so be sure to subscribe over at YouTube if you have not already. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to us at. Leave a rating and review real quick. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a tremendous Wednesday in LEO.